Hello, everyone, and it's a new episode of The Teal, a Kansas City Current podcast. We are on episode two. My name is Cindy, and with me are my new co-host, Coleman, Nancy, and Christian. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hey. How is everyone? Good. Glad to be back. Ready for the season to start. Yes, absolutely. Two weeks in between talking to you guys is entirely too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happen, and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we will talk about quite a bit. Um, specifically, um, I think we're gonna keep the last time we were on was two weeks ago, but um, we talked about the departing players and just um, just the impact they made and things they'll miss, and we. We're a little sad to see some some players go. This episode, we're going to focus entirely on all the signings, the additions. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. Talk a little bit about um, Kansas City News. Today was the kit release day. Um, and then, you know, some news regarding um, the stadium as it opens, parking OOs, and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a little bit of gold cup and whatever comes up, but we will do our best to stay on track. Of course, big things happening. Of course, as we are transitioning to a new season, we are in preseason right now. A lot of things can change, will change with this roster, but let's, let's talk signings guys. Let's talk about the major ones. All right. So we have um, one of the big ones was forward Alex Pfeiffer. Kern signed her to a three-year contract through the 2026 season. Midfielder Claire Hutton to a three-year contract through the 2026 season. Some international signings. Malawi national team captain and forward Temwa Chawinga to a two-year contract through the 2025 season. Also acquired Canadian forward Michelle Prince from the Houston Dash via trade. We lamented on losing Mm-hmm. Um, CZ Kaiser through that trade and then signed forward Bia from Brazil to a contract through the 2024 season with a club option for 2025 signed midfielder Bailey Feist to a two-year contract through the 2025 season she comes to Kansas City as a unrestricted free agent from the Washington Spirit and then Big one. I mean, this is not like a major, huge addition that's like new, but I think it's new because midfielder Desiree Scott resigned, resigned for 2024. Um, and I'm a huge uh, Desiree Scott fan, so that's huge. Also signed midfielder Sophie Braun from Club Leon from Liga, uh, the yeah, Liga Mexicana Femenil through 2025. Defender, Regan. Reagan. Reagan. Thank you. Okay, Coleman. Like, like the president, that. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled slightly different. I'm yeah. not sure how to say her last name either. I think. Okay. Last name. Can you say her last name for me? Steigletter. Okay, yeah. Reagan Steigletter. Yeah, Steigletter. Okay. 
It's all right. Last year I had to practice a lot with Labogee, so I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I love that last name. Um, She signed from a Swedish team. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that because, you know, I'm not Swedish. Um, And that was in exchange for a transfer fee through 2024 and then an option for 2025. The Courage also signed um, some draft college, uh, some players from the college draft, but none of them are officially signed yet. So they are on the roster. So, yeah, guys, this is where we're at with the roster. We have AD French, Hope, Hope Heisey. Heisey. Heisey, yeah. And then Jordan Sigowitz. <laughs> she's on loan, though, so she's not, like, she's technically on the roster, but not, like, on the roster. And then. I Bob- believe she's expected back this spring. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think she comes back maybe April? March or April. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I think she's slotted to be the number two. I mean, if they don't do some signings there, she is going to be number two. Um. Anyway, defenders we got Elizabeth Ball, Stein, Ballseeger, Hannah Glass, Lauren, Haley Mace, Gabby Robinson, AC Rodriguez, uh, Regan, like Ronald Reagan, <laughs> Steiglitter. <laughs> Mallory Weber and Ellie Wheeler. She's a draft player. Midfielder, Sophie Braun, Davinia, Vanessa DiBernardo, Bailey Feist, Claire Hutton, Labanta, Claire Laboge, Mary Long, Desiree Scott, and forwards, Chowinga, Michelle Cooper, Kristen Hamilton, Alex Pfeiffer, Michelle Prince, Alex, Alexa Sponstra, and Bia. Guys, that's a lot of players. Thoughts. It is. <laughs> well, I'm just noticing this that Desi Scott still has SEI next to her name. What do we think is going on there? Yeah, I don't. I mean, she seems like she's fully active in practice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and skip it ahead just a little bit. Um, they recently played in a, their second preseason game, and she was in the starting 11. So. She's been in all their social media practice. Yeah, I don't think she's missed too much time. Maybe some extra treatment and stuff like that, but she is playing. Yeah, I think think also, you know, sometimes there's, uh, you know, rules and regulations associated with having someone on season-ending injury, so then you can open up positions for other people to come fill and not over, you know, over your roster allocations or whatever the rules are. I don't know off the top of my head right now, but um, putting her on there could be, you know, just in case something does happen in preseason and she, you know, re-injures herself or something, they have maybe a player in their system that's been training that maybe that wasn't going to, you know, make a roster, but now will, you know, mm-hmm. something to that accord. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of my two cents, though. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Or a typo. <laughs> or that, you know, yeah, there is also that. There is also that. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll break down these uh positions um what let let's start with just in general um what are some thoughts on just like vladko why specifically these signings i think we talked a little bit about a big reason for sign well i guess we'll talk about that more about why you know prince was a good trade to bring into the system for vladko um yeah what what are you guys' some thoughts on on just his style of soccer? Um, national team stuff we saw aside, at least if you know him a lot from just um, as a coach 
in general and just his time in the NWSL. I'm really excited about about having him back in Kansas City. I think that, you know, Watko plays a really nice style of soccer. Um, you know, it's it's a good combination of being defensively sound, building out of the back, and also um, encouraging lots of creativity up front and up top. So I'm very excited for that. And I think that his strengths are when he has longevity in his game plan with the team. And I think that um, just over the next couple of seasons, you know, three to five years, I think if he's able to do with them what he what his vision is and execute execute it, I think we're going to you know, the sky's the limit. I think we could be a force to be reckoned with um, internationally as a club. Yeah. He's also the kind of coach, um, at least from his NWSL days, I don't want to talk about national team specific just because there's so much, there's it's such a high pressure job, but like from just his time with the NWS, like in Kansas city with FC Kansas city. And then, at oh at Seattle, he he's just the kind of coach that just helps um, with a lot of confidence and helps his players have confidence. And so, I I remember Labanta playing in FC Kansas City with him, like under him. And so that was, and then just to see her. So I'm excited to just see her grow as continue to grow as a player with with Vladko now that she has had a whole lot more experience in the NWSL. So. Um, yeah, I, I personally think um, Vlatko's a really good coach. Um, so I didn't watch the league when Vlatko was at FC Kansas City in the past. So I'm my only knowledge of him is from the U.S. women's national team. So for me, I'm trying to come in with a, a fresh slate, give him a new start. I had some problems with how he handled the end of that, the U.S. roster, but I know that was a tough job, a tough position. So I like hearing what you guys said about have, working with players, really developing them and the longevity, um, which kind of them signing Pfeiffer and Hutton, these young players to these three-year contracts, I think speaks to his skill in developing players. And I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what he does with the core of the team and where it develops over the years. Yeah, I think I think the biggest shock to me has been how outwardly or how outspoken the players from last year have been in comparing last season to this season. Kristen Hamilton has said about how the competition is much higher. Um, if you look at the little video that The Current put out on YouTube, that was like three minutes long or something, it stated how if you're not there to compete, he will find someone there to compete against you. And so having raising the standard, raising the depth of the team, I think it's been something that is just going to make this team better because they're competing every day and the players are noticing it and talking about it. Not scared to talk about it. And that kind of makes me think of like how we brought in a bunch of international players, like building that depth, really looking for players who have that experience on an international stage, whether it's, you know, Sophie Brown with Argentina or Bia with Brazil, like a lot of, different players with some big experience coming in, building that depth in that competition. And I think that having just a, an outward, like Christian, to your point, an outward, you know, methodology of that and telling the players that it's going to attract the players that are very serious and the, the best ones are going to hear that. And that word's going to travel 
and you know it's going to attract more Dabinias and stars like that in the world that are like I want to go play for a team that only wants the best so I think it's I think that's just incredible and kind of goes back to what I what I think that seeing the real fruits of all of this will be maybe even in three seasons you know I think we can do great you know next this season and the next but I think you know further from then we could really be amazing let's jump into a little breakdown of this preseason roster um as i mentioned earlier on march 13th well yeah the the roster will be trimmed down um we are i believe at 30 players which i believe yesterday teams were supposed to cut down to 32 so the current were within that already I, i saw a couple of NWSL teams update their roster, but Kansas City was not one of them. So, yeah, so we're at 30 now. And, yeah, where we are right now, we're, we're going to take break it down. Keeping in mind that, of course, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be up to four, six players gone or some, or just not a part of the team. And that's just, you know, sad. But, um, that's the reality of where we are at. So, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about about these players that the current have, especially with the signings in each specific um, precision. So, Christian, you want to tell us a little bit about the forwards? Yeah. So, I think I want to start with Nichelle Prince. She was a part of the CC Kaiser trade from Houston Dash. We kind of talked to her about it a little bit last week with the – um, trade breakdown. Um, she comes in. Uh, she was playing in the W Gold Cup, and in the first half of the first game, she injured her calf. So, a uh, little bit of update. She is no longer with the Canadian national team. She has gone back to the uh, Casey Current to start her rehab process from head coach Beverly Priestman. She says, quote, it's unfortunate Michelle recovered and is probably still recovering from that Achilles. Good news is that it's not the same injury. It's unfortunate and I'm devastated for her. That's a massive loss for us. So this is the last update we have on her. She is a left-footed winger who I think is going to bring a lot to the attack. But like we saw last year, you got to be on the field. So right now it's kind of just a wait and see um, on where she is. I wanted to start there. But the person I want to talk about the most is Bia Zonerato, who is actually playing right now with the Brazilian team um, and has played in all three games so far in the W Gold Cup. Um, Bia is 30 years old. She's a 5'9 striker, so she's a bigger uh, or a taller player. And one of the things that's really stood out about from her is her production on the ball. So in the last four years with Palermas, Palmeiras sorry, in Brazil, she has 31 goals in 43 matches with 40 starts. The only games that she did not play in were the games that she was either on international duty for like the gold or the world cup or another international stint. Uh, in those three seasons that she played or the last three seasons, she is top five in goal scored top 10 in non-penalty goal scored and top five in plus minus. Meaning when she was on the field, good things happened. <laughs> That's exactly what the current need in um, their attack. One of the things that Vlaco said is that her goal-scoring ability, her creativity in, in and around the box are extraordinary. She's a world-class forward proven in club and country. And for country, like I said, she's playing right now. 
but she's played in the last four Women's World Cups from 2011 to 2023. She has 38 goals in 111 games. So again, she's scoring a goal in basically one out of every three matches at the international level. Um, she's played with Dabinia. She actually has played with Timo Chewinga as well in the uh, China Super League, I believe. Um, so she's an amazing forward. She's a tall creator. Um, and she knows how to put the ball in the back of the net, which is what you want with on your front line with Michelle Cooper, Michelle Prince, Dabinia, um, Lowe. You want those players who are creative and those kind of artists that Vlatko is looking for. And Bia is one of those. So we really shouldn't have any trouble scoring some goals is basically. <laughs> I would be shocked if there's more than what well, the season is 26 games long. I mean, anything can happen for sure, but I, I would put money that they're going to score more goals this year than they did last year. Oh yeah. We have yeah. to. Yeah. Last... And, and we scored, we scored as many goals last season as we did in our championship run to the championship. Yeah. Yeah, the goals for was kind of the same, um, mm. but w- even with having um, Alexis Spanstra who came on with her creativity, um, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what Tim Chawinga could bring uh, in the preseason. She is all over the stat sheet for what she's bringing on that left hand side, but that's just from Twitter notes and a few mm-hmm. videos that we've seen. Um, I want to see some games, which is why I've really been watching this Gold Cup. Is I really want to see how B is playing. Um, one thing I'm noticing about her play style is because she's five nine, she is strong. She's able to hold off um, defenders in the attack and then distribute one way or the other, kind of in that central spot. So she's allowing that creativity, but she allows her teammates to come and help as well. So. She's not a selfish player at all, even though I talked about how many goals she scored. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's key. We we need the current do need that playmaker up there. It can't just be, you know, Hamilton and Dabinia and Cooper got a little involved a lot too in that, but um there was definitely that you know, that excitement up front when you know like when Hamilton was subbed out you could definitely see it wasn't the same or when Kaiser wasn't in there and and so having more players that can make that impact up front is going to be key and so yeah thanks for thanks for sharing on that one and you're also big on um the Utes um <laughs> I am <laughs> so 16 year old Alex Pfeiffer from St. Louis Oh. Um, she recently played in the U-17 uh, CONCACAF championship, women's championship. And in one, 142 minutes, I think she played in all four games. Uh, she started two of them or, and then came in on the sub on another. Uh, but she had four goals, two assists. Yeah, three caps and two starts in 142 minutes, including the goal in the final against Mexico, which was kind of the nail in the coffin, yep. where she shushed the Mexican crowd in Toluca and got a yellow card and just the the thing that I was most impressed watching her play was her ability to find space I mean she was good on the ball Um, she had good pace when she was on ball she had good pace when she didn't have the ball but she knew where to go to stay wide on the pitch to allow her teammates to find her 
so she would always have space. Mm-hmm. And even when the ball was on the other side of the pitch, she was able to get in front of goal, whether it was a little bit back near the penalty spot or actually at the six-yard box for tap-ins, rebounds, anything like that. And just cool, calm, collected when she's on the ball. Some of her cuts to her left foot, which was her primary foot, was really, really nice. Yeah. We, we, we love the young talent, that's for sure. And impressive. 16 years old, signed to a professional contract. I mean, what a life. And she can't be traded, so she's going to be here. I know. So. Yeah, that's great. The big question is, is she a starter, though? That's a pretty... No. No, okay. So, you're... I would be... I would be... I think she's going to be one of those players that is on the bubble for selection Mm. to where she is maybe, maybe not on the bench. At least to start the season. Yeah. Um, When we have international duty and stuff like that, I could see her going to the bench. But... The, the forward group is pretty – it's a pretty deep group, especially if they're healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see her replacing Kristen Hamilton. I don't see her replacing Alexa Spanstra. Um, and I don't even think those are the starters right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The midfielders, Coleman, what do you got? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um yeah, I think the midfield is is looking to be a pretty exciting spot this season. Um, like like you mentioned, um, Cindy, getting Desi Scott back, I think is um, huge for the team. Even you know, no matter how her minutes even look, mm-hmm. or whether she's starting or not, um, or subbing in or wherever she is, she's just an incredible leader for the team, and an incredible just pre- team presence. Great for the culture. Great for great for just everyone involved really so um i think it's great to have her in this transition transition season with a new coach and getting her to buy buy on to playing with um Vlatko, i think will be a, a a great kind of pivot piece to getting the rest of the team bought in so mm-hmm. definitely excited to see her back you know and also when she's at her prime she's great she's a great holding mid um when she's healthy so I am so excited and hopeful that she can get back to that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Others that kind of um, – that I know that we've signed so far that we're, we'll see at some point this season, Sophie Braun, who's having an incredible Gold Cup um, tournament right now with Argentina. Um, she was also a great college player at Gonzaga. So, mm-hmm. you know, seeing her – just do nothing but improve and improve and improve. Her track record has just been nothing but up pretty much when you look at it since her college, you know, college career into, into Argentina and then, you know, here now with the current. So I'm really, really excited to see what she brings. Obviously having an international experience and that flair will definitely just be something that we missed last season, I think in the midfield, um, uh, moving on, I think Bailey Feist is exciting to get her back into Kansas City. Not not necessarily the current, but she's a Casey native, so mm-hmm. it'll be cool to have one person come back to replace mm-hmm. replace um, a bunch of the other ones that we that we're losing this from this past season. Um, she'll have a league experience. She's played two years in the NWSL. I think you know that's she and she did get minutes for the Spirit. Um, so I think it'll be nice to have have a player like that back. I'm not sure if she'll be in the starting lineup at the beginning, but I think she'll be a consistent choice that you can pick from. 
Um, she doesn't really get called up to the national team like like a Sophie Braun does or a Desi Scott does. So having her there for moments like that where she's just, you know, experienced, knows the knows how it works, knows how to play in the league, knows how to succeed in the league. I think it's it's great to have a player like that on the squad. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other ones that come to mind, Claire Hutton, um, another another youth, like you like to say. Um, <laughs> excited to have her back. Um or, or I'm sorry, join the team, rather. It's great to have the youth. I'm excited for it. And, and like we were talking about earlier and what Christian was saying with Alex Pfeiffer, um, these are, are big picture type signings, you know, something that is she, she's going to be great in training. She's going to she's going to make the pl- other players on the team work harder and work for their spot. And she, in turn, is just going to develop. Um, and having someone at such a young age with the national team experience, being able to buy into a program, you know, into a concept, into a, a culture, uh, I think just speaks great volumes to the vision. And I think a player like Claire has potential to be a star, you know, in a couple of years and just a, a staple Casey current midfielder mm-hmm. um, as she gets older. Um, other notable ones, Mary Long uh, looks like to be like she's back in training with the team. Um, owners, Chris and Angie's daughter. Um, this is her second, maybe third season training with the team. Um, but I've, you know, the league's never <laughs> acknowledged her as an NRI. So I, you know, I, I don't know what's different, maybe because she's about to go to college or, or something. I don't, I'm not sure maybe if there's an age rule or something, you know, along those lines, but um, she's, she's training with the team as well. So exciting for her to be able to do that at such a, a young age and get that experience before she goes off to college. So, yeah, those are some of the, yeah. the mentioned signings that stand out to me that um, yeah, I'm excited, for, excited for them. Yeah. Any, uh, oh, any uh, thoughts? From, I was going to say any thoughts from you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was thinking about um, what you were saying about um, Feist. I I didn't realize she was Kansas City, and that was kind of a very surprising signing. You're like, who is this? Um, but you obviously know about a lot about her, but she does have some experience, and I think that's what's important is like getting those players that have some NWSL experience because we are seeing big big signings. We are seeing. You know, there's the younger signings, there's the international signings, but having players who know the league and how it works and just the competitiveness of it too is is super important. So, um, though surprising, I think it in the end, I think it was it was it was a good signing um, for for the club to get an experienced player in the league. Yeah, and I mean, looking at it, so many of our midfielders are. Um, either on youth national teams or senior national teams. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the chances of us, you know, losing massive chunks of our roster during FIFA windows or CONCACAF windows or, you know, what whatever, it's very high. It's kind of the dicey role when you, you know, stack your roster with so many international players that play for their respective countries and the, for their programs. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for a signing like that, that I think she'll she'll be a consistent player for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to the defense, which is important just as much as, you know, scoring goals. If if you're having 
your team score goals but can't defend what are we doing um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah nancy nancy some thoughts on the defense yeah um it's definitely an interesting position group right now with 10 players in there and thinking about what you said earlier cindy about having to you know uh, get some players out in the coming days it'll be interesting to see if any of those players who leave will come from this group mm-hmm. um but kind of the theme of our new signings for defenders to me is competition at outside back. Um, we have a pretty stacked center back with Ball, Robinson, Lauren, Bali Sager, some strong international presence in there as well. Um, but, you know, we ended last season with just, or we kept from last season, just Mace and Rodriguez on the outside. And, you know, Mace saw some injury spells throughout the season. So really Rodriguez is, the one who is the most healthy on the outside. So bringing in three new outside backs, I'm going to lump Hannah Glass in there since we haven't seen her yet. We signed Mm -hmm. her about a year ago, but we haven't seen her. And hopefully we'll be seeing her soon. She's still listed as season-ended injury, but fingers crossed it's a similar situation to Desi Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also signing Wheeler, who can play on the right, and then Steigletter, who can play on the left. So that's really what stands out to me is kind of throwing back to, to what you said earlier, Coleman, about the competition um, yeah. that Blackco wants. It, that's really what I'm seeing when I look at that group of defenders. And I think that's going to be super important to be challenging each other, pushing each other. And um, it's just a great mix of experience with someone like Hannah Glass, who, you know, has played in the Champions League semifinals, has played in the final of the Olympics a few years ago to someone like Reagan Steigletter, who has experience over in Sweden, to someone like Ellie Wheeler, who has youth national experience um, playing with the U23s last year for a few games. So it seems like it's a really good mix of some young players, some experienced players. And I think they're really going to see them pushing each other and pushing to get the spots, to get to the bench, to, um, you know, to make the start. And I know we're not going to put a lot of stock in the preseason matches, but Ellie Wheeler did start both of those. So I'm interested to see what she can do that 18th overall pick out of um, Penn State. I'm interested to see if she'll get signed in the coming days and weeks um, and see if she'll earn her spot. So, yeah, lots of competition. That's kind of my biggest takeaway from the defense. Yeah. Who who would you say are, are your starters here? who would you guys say are your starters your four defenders that's a tough one yeah you know i think a lot of it hinges on our formation that we play you know Mm -hmm. i think if we do a four back system versus like a three it that changes everything because with a three back system we could have a loren a stina and a gabby robinson all three there or an elizabeth ball any Mm -hmm. of those could play three and then you could have a your fives being more like wingbacks. You know, I know Ellie Wheeler played like a wingback at Penn State. So, you know, that's a great option for her. I know Izzy Rodriguez likes to get up into the attack a lot as well. Um, yeah, so I think that's an option. If it's a four-back, that, you know, obviously changes everything. But Right. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I just like to ask the hard questions. Just mm-hmm. to... Good <laughs> question. I have a guess. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. I think it's from left to right. I think it's Izzy, then Gabby, 
then Stina, Steen, Stina, and Stina. then Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I... in I think in the two preseason games we can kind of guesstimate it to back four, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you would have it. Um, I would be interested to see if they put maybe Sophie Braun at the right back as well. Mm. She's been playing center back for Argentina throughout the W Gold Cup, mm. but she's kind of been a Swiss Army knife as well. She's dropped into the six. She dropped as a right winger at one point. So I'm just wondering if they could play around with her, put Mace back on the left. I don't know. But I will say, I think Gabby is, you're, even though you have international center back signings, I think it's Gabby's spot. I don't think she's going to let it go. Yeah, especially with her speed. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what I've seen from her in the end of last season with her confidence on the ball versus mm-hmm. maybe some of the lapses that I've seen from Lauren, I think uh, during the, the W Gold Cup, and Lauren's been great during the W Gold Cup, I just, I think Gabby's a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Well, and she has the whole season under her belt in the league, you know, kind of baptism by fire, but it's paid off for her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was and she's I also... was not a Gabby fan. And now I'm a huge Gabby fan. <laughs> she's such a focused athlete too. Just like she takes every everything very seriously and she is all in. Like talk about someone who will latch on to Coach Vladko's coaching style and be a great catalyst. She's a great example of that. I'm very excited for her, and I, I I hope she gets in the starting lineup, too. I think, regardless, Stina and um, Loren will probably get pulled away to international duties for things. And I think Gabby, whether she's starting or not, will be playing so much this season. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, and then last but not least, the goalkeepers. And I'm just going to say, Casey has 80 frames, so what else do you need? Um, <laughs> Um, you know we're just gonna, we're just gonna go Nuff there said. Nuff said but <laughs> what happens if she gets injured I'm, oh better figure that one out um okay um so now that we all right roster preseason um starting 11 if 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 this is our roster Hypothetically, starting eleven. Who who's starting? I know. Sorry, I put you on the spot. We t- well, we already kind of like figure out defenders, but midfielders, forwards. So, I'll go. Okay. Um, I think you have French, and then I, I already said the back four of Izzy, Gabby, Steeny, Stina, and Mace as your back four. Okay. I think it's. Depending on Desi's health and fitness. I mean, she may not be 90-minute fit at the start, but 60 minutes and then a sub, or maybe an early sub. But I think you have Desi, Labonta, Dabinia in your middle. Um, and then I would put maybe Chawinga or Prince, depending on her injury, on the left. I got Bia in the middle and then Cooper on the right. I think your if Desi is your first sub, I think it's Hutton that's coming in for her, not Di Bernardo. 
Ooh. That's my that's my guess. That's a Maybe game. not at the start of the season, but May. I would see. I, I I'm starting to buy in. Oh, all right. Okay, TBD, TBD. What'd you have, Coleman? I agree with I agree with almost all of that. The one thing I could see potentially being different is um, maybe having Vanessa DiRonardo in the starting eleven. I know she's been playing well um, in training camp, and she's a veteran too. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see her playing alongside Lo Labonta. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Desi Scott starting and then pushing Dabinia up top maybe somewhere um, on the left is kind of what I see. But also with Chewinga, I could see her starting there too. Um, that's just kind of the, the first person that comes to my mind that could potentially sneak in and get one. Um, I still think Michelle on the right and probably Bia in the middle. But, you know, one thing to note with Bia too is she hasn't had much time to train with the team, you know, for the very, very first game, I could see her potentially not starting um, in the March 16th home opener at CPKC stadium. Um, and then maybe that's a situation where you have Michelle on the right, Dabinia on the left and, um, you know, Hammy up top or something like that. Um, or, 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 or Chewinga, you know, in there as well. Otherwise. Yeah, I agree. Especially with the back line. Um, and the goalkeepers. Yeah, I think if I think if Desi's not ready to start, I think it's Di Bernardo. I don't I don't think Hutton comes out starting, but um, I do think it's Hutton maybe first off the bench eventually mm-hmm. over Di Bernardo. Now, I, I will say that with Dabinia, she plays on the left wing for Brazil, and it just looks clunky at times. I really think she's a midfielder who needs to play in that 10 role. But I, I definitely oh, yeah. could see I definitely could see her on the left. Yeah, I I do not disagree. I um definitely she does has been playing that with Brazil and she did it a lot for us last season. But she played on the left. It's a, a lot of times whenever CC Kaiser was dropping in mm-hmm. to 10 that's yep. automatically where Desi or where not Desi, I'm sorry, where Dabinho would go was go play the left. Um and that happened quite a bit, and I thought I thought Dabinia did well for the for the current last season on the left. Um, mm-hmm. For Brazil, not quite as much this tournament, but um, yeah, that's another just strength of Dabinia's is she can play as a you know an outside forward or an incredible attacking mid. Yeah, Dabinia is Dabinia, so she can do what she wants. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so. That's a little bit of some of the preseason roster signings, kind of how things are going. I believe uh, no, two weeks from t- two weeks, we're we getting close to. Um, yeah, we probably should schedule it around roster release and all that um, for our next episode because now you're gonna be like, oh well, they're gone, and they were in my shop eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, so we're still in preseason. Um, the current have played. They're in currently in Florida, lucky. Um, and they have scheduled three exhibition matches this preseason. They played the 8th on February 18th against Florida State University. 
I think they scored a bunch of goals. One, two, three, four, five is what I see. And then this past Sunday, they played the Orlando Pride. And I believe that was a 1-0 game. Five for the Utes with the goal. Um, and then this coming Sunday is the Houston Dash. We have no idea how those games go except for what they're telling us on the socials because they're close to the public are not televised. So, cool. Wake me up when the season starts. Um, <laughs> Be here before you know it. I know. It really is. Um, but the other day, I was like, whoa, that's a cool start. That's the starting 11. And I'm like, oh, wait, where's Dabinia? Oh, yeah, they're all international players gone. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm ex- it's, I wish that we could, like, actually see um, – preseason games that'd be cool but you know i get it but it would be nice to see them or at least that they would have some. i know last year then they played ku i don't know yeah they've played ku a couple of times yeah and so that that got you like a glimpse of you know yeah i was able to go to i was able to go okay. to those actually they were fun yeah but you know nobody wants to play in this midwestern winter winter <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 80 degrees yesterday. We're down to like cold weather again. I'm like, of course, that would happen. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got for preseason stuff. Like I said, I, I, I kind of, you know, don't pay much attention to preseason games because one, I can't watch them. So <laughs> that's hard to, but um, it's it's cool to see. Um, the team getting a little bit of you know that experience, and I'm I'm excited for for the actual game experience. Which speaking of game experience, um, a little bit damper on the whole situation is I know we got some of us probably going to talk about some controversial things, but um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so the thing about getting a new stadium is figuring out parking situation and I've always like I, I know I've heard some rumblings about people being a little just like concerned just because of where the stadium is going to be and I'm personally not too familiar Coleman do you know a little bit about that area more yeah absolutely um so it's right along the riverfront um in Kansas City at Berkeley Riverfront it's you can see it right off. There's a highway that goes there, a bridge, mm-hmm. which you've probably seen in the pictures. But mm-hmm. um, it's a it's an area that's just been up and coming the past couple of years. So um, this is definitely a, like a good investment. They got a great you know plot of land in an area that is growing. Um, there's lots of apartments and a bunch of stuff down there. Um, I think that there's not a ton of space for parking. Yeah. I I I my 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 thought on their justification of that price is, is that potentially like it's a small lot or something yeah. or not a huge lot. Um, yeah. And, and a little bit about Kansas city's infrastructure is that we, we have a streetcar that goes to the river market mm-hmm. um, that runs North and South of the city. And it's actually going through a massive like expansion right now. So mm-hmm. a lot of people from the majority of like the city itself will be able to get up there on train on public transportation for free. Yeah. Um, so I think that you won't even need to worry about that. Like for me, if I was going to go, I would just drive five minutes to the, um, 
to the stop for the the streetcar, jump on it, and then it will take me all the way to the area where the stadium is, and I don't even have to worry about it. So, but that's also me that lives in the city. There's people, a lot of people in the metro area that don't do that, you know, and they drive in from the suburbs or from the Kansas side or wherever. So yeah. they probably will, you know, need parking, but yeah, it is pricey. It is pricey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So last week the club emailed season ticket holders um, that they had um, on-site parking available for purchase. And so that's kind of new because in the past three seasons, really not, people haven't had to worry about that. Like parking was available for free. Premium parking was available. That's fine. And then they kind of just like, ooh. But yeah, like like I said, if parking is limited and so it just puts that's 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 a huge chunk of change though, because I'm like I'm thinking about just I think the parking itself probably costs more than just like general admission um season ticket tickets. Season tickets. Um so it's a lot. If you bought it, if you bought it through SeatGeek, that's like eight hundred sixteen dollars for the whole season. Um, but then if you buy it through the club, it's only seven hundred and ninety-five dollars. So you know, get to save there. So <laughs> you can imagine the backlash on this. Um, and so there was a lot of social media out there. People were not happy, rightly so. I don't blame anybody. Um, I personally am not going to pay $50, Um, but you know, the club did release seven ways to get to S I mean, CPKC stadium. And so there's several ways that you can get there. There's the onsite parking, the streetcar, like Coleman mentioned, offsite parking, you can walk, you know, bike, bus, ride share. So, you know, I think people are going to have to get creative, but um, I mean, People go see like the Chiefs, and don't they? Don't you have to pay like a lot of money to go there too, like to park? Yeah, um, Chiefs park. 60. Chiefs parking's pricey. It's sixty. <laughs> um, but that's like a whole tailgating. I mean, you people go yeah. tailgate. That's crazy. That's in, that's its whole its own culture. That's the thing crazy. that's crazy is to me is that it's just it's more than a Royals parking pass. Yeah. Um, right now. And I'm like, that's what's kind of wild. It's it's above an MLB price, but. Also, you have to think about the fact that there's 8 million baseball games in a season. Not really, but a lot of baseball games in a season. You're close. So, so, whereas with soccer, it's nowhere really near that. So, no. less opportunity. So, they have probably can charge more, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Well, just all for, in all, nonetheless. For other contexts, like parking in Louisville for their games was less than $15 per game, $12 around. So, what? Get me that deal. I know. <laughs> Other places are have found a way to do it. Yeah. I, I heard, like, the Red Bull Arena, it's, like, 20 bucks, and it's New York, New Jersey, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Like New Jersey side, but, yeah, it, it, it doesn't look good. Um, just, it's, I, I'm just wondering, the this season, they were able to sell out, like, season tickets, but I'm like, next year, I think it's, that's just going to take into consideration. So, um, all right enough controversial topics let's move on to the next controversial topic 2024 kits um the club released the the kits for 2024 um yeah so you have like pretty much a redesigned kit which was the the home kit the red kit and then the away kit which is like you know your typical white but then it has teal this has teal um teal shorts and then like a little teal swoosh type thing up um, 
I'm I mean, I thought they were they're cool. They're red again. I was kinda hoping for teal, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you impressed? I'll be a little controversial and say that I was pretty disappointed. I don't know. I just wanted some more character, something kind of fun. I felt like San Diego's was out there, but in a fun way. They were like sunrise kit. <laughs> and then the same for Chicago, just kind of a weird vibes. But I kind of liked it. I feel like we stayed a little too boring, a little safe with both of these kits. Yeah. I think it's good context to know that like the secondary kits, so like the white with the teal, is mm-hmm. kind of like a stopgap, and that it is essentially what every team in the NWSL got was whatever mm-hmm. color they chose, with kind of like the sash gradient down to a colored short. Mm-hmm. Um, so every NWSL got that, so that next year they could have a brand new secondary kit. So maybe next year there'll be a teal kit of some kind. Mm, I know it's really hard for the current because they have to have a dark color. And so that's, it's really hard to have a dark teal color. But I would would think that maybe the training kits that they have now, which is like the dark blue with the teal accents, those are so ridiculously cool. I know. At that point you say, okay, now we have to get the red in with the white sash. And I think that would look, I don't know. I, I think, I understand that it's red again, and that's, you know, it's just kind of a, a what we had last year and kind of the year before. But I think it looks really good on television. <laughs> and I think the white with yeah. the two shorts is going to look really good on television. So <laughs> it may not be what all what we all want. I think some of the ones that look really cool are going to look really bad on television. I don't think they're going to stand out as much as we like when it's just a standalone photo. Mm-hmm. Um, so At least they won't get confused with Gotham. Gotham's <laughs> white jersey. That's, that's, that's the big thing for me. It's just, it's the same jersey. Yeah. yeah. It's not teal, it's light blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Coleman probably loves him. I don't know. <laughs> I like the I like the teal kit better or the white away kit better than last season's. Last season's just kind of looked like it was like like Base. the last thing left. Yeah, it was just very mm-hmm. basic. Like Boring. the last yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of last year's away kits but at all. Um so this to me is a step up in that it looks cohesive at least. True. <laughs> um true. the red kits basically are the same. I would have liked to see something different. Um just because I like, I like getting a different thing every season. However, mm-hmm. I do like that there's a little bit more teal in the red kit this season. I, it's a small, tiny little detail, but otherwise, it's the same thing pretty much as last season's. Nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. All right. Okay, it's... you're right. the The teal on the sides of the red jersey is cool. I hadn't noticed that before. So good point. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I think I did miss that too. All right. It's 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 tough because it's 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 not the greatest designer of jerseys in the soccer world. <laughs> True. And so for what we got, am I thrilled? No. Well, I think it looked good on TV, which is what I care about the most. Yes. So 
but at least at least they're better than Bay FCs. That's all I will say. Oh my gosh, yes. so true. It, it it went from black to gradient blacker, <laughs> more black. Yeah. More, oh man. I don't like well. I don't like spirits either. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I kind of like just it. A black kit. Really, I do. I like the like yellow. I like the yellow. Oh, mm. I just thought it was random. Yeah, I like the one I like that it kind of surprised me. I like the rain jersey. I like how classic it mm-hmm. looks. Yeah, very the, clean, the very clean, very blue. crisp. Yeah, but very basic, but in like a in a good way. Like mm-hmm. that's one of that's a better jersey. I feel like Nike's made. Yeah, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need we need the Adidas. And, we need yeah. a new a new sponsor. Yeah, we I yeah Nike just seems to just. Copy paste. Just mm-hmm. I copy paste. I'm like, here you go. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, we we we've we've chatted quite a bit tonight um, on a lot. Um, Cushion said, "Whoa, it's packed," and he was right. And I was like, "It's fine." Um, <laughs> oh, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, lots to talk about. Um, yeah, one last thing: Gold Cup. Is still going on. Mexico beat the U.S. 2-0 last night. That's a shocker. Um, right, guys? That's a shocker. Did you guys watch it? Very much I so. Did. I did. I wish I had not stayed up late to watch I it. Know. But... Yeah, it was, it was, I'm like, what's going on, America? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, I, I mean, as someone with Mexican roots, I think it's exciting. And it's cool to see because the U.S. has always, like, you know, you know, not only just, like, beat Mexico, but, like, sadly beat Mexico. Like, AZ, you know, like, the goals were just, you're like, man, how is, like, <laughs> you know, you're like, you watch the Mexican national team, like, the men's against the U.S., and you're like, oh, it's, like, close and exciting. And then you watch the U.S. women versus the Mexico national team women. You're like, oh, wow, the contrast just so different. Um, but so uh, I was I was excited for Mexico because obviously mm-hmm. watching that history and, you know, Mexico now has like their own league and they always haven't been fully supported by their federation. So just, mm-hmm. you know, another win for women's sports and just what um, having and investing in a women's league can do for for your national team. So definitely going to, um, yeah, it's exciting to see that the world 100%. is catching up. So, yeah. And those were, two goals were bangers. So yeah, they deserved they every nice. bit of that win. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we got after all of our chats, but um, we covered a lot in this episode in episode two. Um, thanks for your insight on where we are at with the roster and everything happening. And of course, we will in two weeks um, record episode three. We will be that it will be the week of the season. So, like that, it'll be yeah. The season will start that Saturday. So we we'll figure it out when to record, especially because the roster will be due. I feel like it's so close to. The season starting. I'm like three days away. They're releasing the roster. That's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, and if you're new to the show, definitely <laughs> follow, subscribe. So you, therefore, you don't have to think about like, oh, is the new tale out? It'll already be in your feed. So, 
go ahead do that and we'll make sure you get the good season preview um before the home opener against the portland thorns yeah march 16th saturday abc bright and early bright and early 12 p.m mm-hmm. Woohoo! um well that is all we got thanks for listening we'll catch you next time